This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the host of the show, who knows that if you're going to copulate with a bug person, that you can just expect the world to come to an end, Ryan Nelson. (laughs) Kids, I want to give you a warning. The best part of college is not skipping class. Do not listen to those college <laughs> students. Go to class. Do not skip. I have friends that will, will talk to you that never graduated that never because graduated. they skipped. Yeah, yeah. Don't you, do it, kids. If you don't go to class, you won't graduate. Uh, I can tell you. Trust me. There are times when you want to, and there are times when, yes. when yes. it's very tempting. But you, you got to go to class, or else you won't pass. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen, making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fourth episode of the second season of Inven- Invincible, titled "It's Been a While" on Prime Video. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast. You can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get to the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you sign up for, the 3 the 5 the 10 or the $20 level. All four levels will get to the show ad-free. If you want some additional benefits besides getting just the show ad-free, the 5 or the 10 or the 20 they'll get you some additional benefits. And uh, since this show, this episode, will be releasing on Thanksgiving night, uh, it wouldn't hurt to go sign up for Patreon and listen to us discuss our, uh, our ranking of the 10 Thanksgiving episodes of Friends. Uh, so, like I said, that would be a, a great time for yeah it would be a great time for you to to join our patreon but if you can't be a patron though you can join a, you can help the show out by writing us on spotify and apple podcast we would love it if you left us a five-star rating on both of those platforms and if you have time we'd love it if you wrote a review on apple podcast if you would like to interact with the show in any other way you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com if you send us an email you can send us a, any of your thoughts any of your questions any of your comments anything you would like to just add uh, we would love to have those at mainattractionpod at gmail.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, this is the fourth episode, and it's the last episode of this show that we're going to get for, I would guess, probably a couple of months, uh, if I had to guess. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're, they're taking a break until uh, the start of the new year. We don't know exactly when. They have just said it's going to be early 2024. Don't know exactly when that will be. Uh, but just real quick, what were your thoughts on this uh, fourth episode of Invincible? 
Man, this was another great episode, and I hated to see the show stop, have a pause for a bit, because I really thought at the end of this, man, I really want to see where this went, more than any of the other episodes, because we got J.K. Simmons, I guess, back. Uh, It kind of looked like he was dying, but, you know, it looks like there's a lot more going on. Uh, with the Viltrumites and yeah. you know what, what you know what they want to do, so I, I was uh, you know very sad to see this go. And it was funny, my wife came in while I was watching this episode the second time. She has not seen the first season, the other ones, and she was like, "God, I'm glad I didn't watch this with you." But then she started enjoying it and started asking me for backstory. And I was like, I "Told you this was good." <laughs> yeah, this this fourth episode to me it's the best episode of the season so far. Um, yeah, I think you're right. The introduction of it. Is fantastic. Uh, I don't know what song that was. You'll probably have a better idea of what the I, song was. I did not know either. I will say that was kind of weird because are we supposed to feel sorry for Omni-Man? Well, uh, that's the thing. That's what's so interesting about this is because obviously... I tried to figure out what that song was. I could not. Yeah, because what they're doing in this is they have a very difficult thing that they're getting ready to do. They want us to... I don't know if they want us to feel sorry for Omni-Man, but we're basically in the shoes that Mark is in. We don't we don't like Omni-Man. We don't we don't like yeah. what, who he is. We we hate him for what he did to to Earth and to Chicago at the end of season one. But he has now helped these these bug people, and he has become a you know their emperor. They have placed him. They've named him as his emperor, and they're completely innocent in all of this. And they've been basically put in the crossfire. And it's you know it's. You know, we we don't really feel bad for him, but we feel bad for what's about to happen to all these bug people. And yeah, yeah, like I said, so we're we're very much in the same boat that Mark is in in this thing because, you know, it's great the the very first thing that we get when they finally get done with the introduction. Like I said, the introduction of him just being just extremely sad and broken and flying right. through the universe and looks like he's just kind of like relegated himself to like be sucked in by this black hole uh yeah and he's like i'm just going to kill myself by going in this black hole and then when he sees the the ther- threat what are their names Therixes? what's i can't remember yeah. uh yeah, i think that's right it's yeah. something like that i can't remember exa- uh, exactly what their their name is but thraxon thraxon yes i feel like that. it's hard to remember uh yeah. but when he sees the ship of thraxons getting sucked into the black hole as well it's like awakens something in him he saves them takes them back to their planet and he's got you know his beard is overgrown his hair is disheveled he looks absolutely awful but but because he saved them, uh, they ask him to be their emperor, and that's when we get it taken back to uh, the current time frame, where Mark is sitting there, and you don't know if he's going to punch him, if he's going to hug him, and Omni Man isn't sure either because he's like clenching up his fist, getting ready to, to fight him in case Mark does get ready to, to punch him as well. Yeah. And he hugs him, but he's still not. He's still mad at him. Like I said, it's just great stuff between both J.K. Simmons and between uh, Stephen Young. I agree on that. It was Stephen Neal was really doing a good job of being so happy to see his dad, but then so angry, and then just really wanting to tell him off. Yeah, and he did on a number of times. I mean, we got, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a number of f bombs in this one. Like I said, they. I was going to say there were a lot of f you dads in this one. <laughs> there were. Like I said, we haven't gotten a whole. If lot you of hate that. your father, this is the episode for you. This is absolutely the episode for you. So he obviously, you know, is ticked off at his dad, uh, still angry with him, but because. Uh, Nolan understands who his son is because he knows his son. He knows that 
you know, he, he's trying to tell them, you know, they did need you here. They do need you because I need you because we can protect these people. Uh, and and Mark is just like, you know what? It's your problem. You're the one who did all this. And he said, like, I don't care. And that's when Nolan says, I know that's not true because that's just not in Mark's nature. He cares. He, he And if somebody's in trouble, he wants to help them. That's the reason why he was there to begin with. Uh, but then we get the revelation. Uh, when Mark goes back to, uh, he, he flies back down with his dad, and we get the revelation that he goes into like this throne room and he kisses this bug, uh, yeah. and I was like, oh, what are we doing here? I'm like, and he has a, a son, and I'm just wondering, how does this even work? How is this even possible? Uh, what were your I thoughts? Know, I did the same thing. I was like, oh god, we're really doing this. But uh, shout out to the great Ray Seahorn from Better Call Saul. She is the wife. And oh, is that who that is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure who that was, but uh, but yeah. So it's he has a half brother at this point, and a Thraxon half brother, and this this yeah. purple baby who's uh, who's growing faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because apparently the the Thraxons only live for about a year of our lives. Uh, that's that's their that's their age limit. They normally die after about a year. Uh, so he's obviously growing faster than than a human baby would, but not as fast as a Thraxon would because it's the mingling of the two. And Nolan explains to Mark that, uh, you know, interbreeding between species, they have very strict laws about this on Viltrum. Uh, and you can only you can only interbreed with people who have a similar, who are similar in, like, genetics or structure or, like... Uh, like humans. Uh, yeah, like humans, like, because they're similar. They look, humans look like Viltrumites, even though they're not Viltrumites. They look exactly like them. So that's the only types of people that you can interbreed with, and he is interbreeded with the bug. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, it's just a weird episode. Yeah. And what I like about it so much is because... This is really kind of this is a very comic booky episode of this thing. So like you know, have a family with a bug is it's a comic book type thing. Like I said, I just thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great too. And then when you know the Viltrumites come, oh, you yeah. know, it it goes next level. Yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that just a little bit. So back on Earth, uh, you've got Adam Eve who is who meets up with. Uh, is it Will, his roommate? Yeah, Will yeah. and Amber. Will and Amber. Uh, she meets up with them, and they are you know discussing plans and this is where will wants to go skip class and he's like this is the best part of college and rainbow reminds oh, him God. you know you're paying to go here <laughs> so yeah. why aren't you going to class but uh adam's have adam he was having a difficult time he was having a hard time because she is still dealing with the repercussions of what happened in episode two because we didn't really get any i don't think we got eve at all in episode three if i'm not mistaken yeah and also she's just you know dealing with she doesn't know her place in the world right. what she wants to be does she want to be a superhero does she want to just be a regular person can she be a regular person right so this is what she's dealing I with. really like hers I, I really like her storyline yeah I, I'm a huge fan of hers I just think it's uh, oh, and I watched I, I watched the uh, the, the episode the prequel the, thing the prequel it, I would recommend it it is really good yeah it's really good you get a much better understanding of just who she is yeah. and how and Steven Root yeah, oh, that's right. Stephen Root is in it. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that's just what makes this entire episode so great and is just her because she's, like I said, when she says she has a place here in the city, I was thinking she had, like, created another place. But she's actually staying at, like, an old, uh, I guess, an old uh, Guardians of the Globe yeah, hideout is, yeah. is what it was. That's what it looked like to me, yeah. So, it, like, this is, it's a really compelling episode because when she gets back there after uh or i guess it, uh, or was she asleep when when the other guy broke in 
She was in the shower. She's in the shower. So when she gets out of the shower, uh, the gun guy, I can't remember what the gun guy's name is, uh, who we see a quite a bit of in that prequel, which I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because uh, he, he has a huge part in, in, in that prequel of uh, the Adam E prequel. Kill Cannon, was Kill it? Kill Cannon, thank you. Yes, that is his name. Uh, but he's got a pretty big part. He is trying to steal something from uh, from them in, in this episode. And she's basically goes about stopping but she's also dealing with a lot of rage because she seems to go really hard at him like she normally wouldn't uh, in this instance yeah. what do you think i i thought it was very interesting because like you said she she has been more careful on and and able to channel her anger but she did not at this point no she did not channel her, her anger at all on this point uh and she and again she's dealing with kind of the same thing that her father told her there at the end of episode two where mm-hmm. it's she he told her it's a your power isn't a it's uh, i don't remember exactly what he said but basically it's a problem or it can cause it causes problems or something like that it's it's dangerous that's what he said he said yeah, it was dangerous yeah. uh it's not a blessing it's 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 dangerous is what it is and she's dealing with that because she thinks you know she's been yeah. given these powers and she thinks she can do good things with them she can but there are still issues that you have to be careful with and there is a family in a car uh that is collateral damage in this battle with kill cannon on i guess was the golden gate bridge was that that what that was kind of looked like yeah i'm not sure yeah it was it was some kind of bridge it looked a little bit like the golden gate bridge um so anyway and that's like i said that's what she's dealing with that's kind of what she's going through uh, anything else you want to say uh, about uh, Adam's uh, story and all no, this? No, you know her. She didn't have a big part, but I really like her part because watching, especially a young superhero going yeah. through this, I, I think it's it's what, what makes this show so special. Yeah, it really is, and that's one of the things I like about uh, what they're doing with with both her and Mark. And like I said, and I, I always, Jacobs is so good as a voice. Oh yeah, she's she's just fantastic. And like I said, I really like what they're doing throughout the entire thing. So. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll get into the rest of this episode. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, Mark's mom, Debbie. She is obviously going through some stuff as well. We also need to talk about Donald, because uh, I I still don't know what they're doing with him. uh, I don't either. uh, But Debbie is obviously still dealing with a lot of guilt and a lot of pain but she makes a she doesn't have a huge role in this one but it's a really important conclusion she comes to at the end of this episode uh where basically she decides they're going she's going to move out of the house she's going to move completely because and she's going to stop taking any money anything from cecil because yeah at this point she like just kind of feels like the more that they rely on Cecil for their for their livelihood, uh, the more Mark is just indebted to him, and the, that he has to continue to, to just do whatever it is that Cecil wants. And yeah. so she makes a huge decision that she's going to leave, that she's going to pack up, she's going to move, uh, despite the fact that Cecil doesn't want them to, because this is how Cecil kind of controls them: is he is responsible for their livelihood. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Uh, I, that's that is a huge moment for them. Because, like, she knows that Cecil is going to have him under his thumb, and she feels like she's helping him, helping Mark out, but we will see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but we will definitely see. Yeah. Uh, now, Donald. <laughs> Donald, played, yeah. uh, played by Chris Diamantopoulos, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Interesting 
arc in this thing because he is basically starting to investigate because when in episode two when debbie was so like shocked to see him and acting so appalled as, that he, as was ryan as was right as was justin as well uh when when he she was acting so shocked to see him this just like he couldn't understand what was going on so he starts investigating into what has happened that would make her respond that way because he obviously knows something is up and cecil isn't really telling him anything and he does all this investigating and he basically discovers he discovers the the house that was blown up at the uh there towards the end of season one uh he discovers the the footage the the film footage where they actually the surveillance footage where he where's omni man like crushes his spine and like kills him and he hits the button to blow up the house uh he discovers that footage he watches it he sees the glasses uh his his previous glasses buried in the dirt and he's struggling to process all this and i'll just be honest i was struggling to process it too because i don't know how he's there i don't get it he obviously thought he was a clone and then he cut his hand and he still bleeds yeah and he still bleeds what does that mean yeah so we don't we don't know what's going on here we don't know how this is all playing out uh speaking of clones let's go ahead and talk about the mala brothers uh because yeah. we got them back we hadn't seen them since the first episode if i'm not mistaken uh the mala brothers are back for, for this episode and the thing about the mala brothers has always been they don't know who the clone is because they are the whoever's the clone <laughs> yeah. is always made from the memories and everything like this so they're always accusing each other of being being the clone but this time the original has a pl- has it up his sleeve because of the fact that he has basically had his skin taken off, <laughs> and this is like just like oh, devastating to the other to the to the clone. He's like yeah. he's like oh no, no why, I'll, how how can I go about life when I know that I'm the clone and the original Mauler is like going to lord over this over him. Uh, and what's yeah. great is he gets cocky. And he has the he needs a cupbearer because apparently it, without a cupbearer he can't trust his clone. Uh, and the, his clone kills him by poisoning him. And then he just is going to clone himself. And he says he's going to clone himself a whole bunch at this point. Uh, yeah. So I'll be really interested to see what they do with the Mauler brothers going forward because it sounds like there's going to be a whole lot of Mauler brothers after this. Yeah, and we've we've suspected all along they would have a big part at some point. Yeah, and it feels like that's going to be the case. Uh, yeah, we still haven't gotten Angstrom back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be involved with him? Yes, I'll be really interested to see what they do with him because we haven't seen Angstrom since episode two, I guess. Not, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we haven't seen him. We don't know what's going on with him. Uh, we don't know if they're still going to do the multiverse thing or not. Uh, yeah. I would imagine that the, he's got a bigger part to play in this. Yeah, you would think. To going forward, but we haven't seen exactly what it is going to be at this point. So, uh, like I said, I love the Mall Brothers. Whenever they're on the show, it always makes me happy. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, me and too. Kevin Michael Richards is the voice of the Mallard Twins. So, now, back to, uh, uh, what is the name of the planet? Theranex? Uh, Theranex or something like that? Thraxon. Thraxon, thank you. Uh, so, we're back on the Thraxon planet. Uh, Mark has finally been convinced. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't ever really get convinced by Nolan that he has to help. But basically, the Viltrumites show up earlier than expected, and this kind of forces his I hand. I think he, and I also think he feels for the, his brother yeah. and and his, I guess, 
Stepmom? Stepmother, yeah. <laughs> Stepmom step step yes, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Mom. Stepmom bug, I like that. Yeah, stepmom bug. So, uh, but like I said, he's not completely convinced, but the Viltrum might show up, in, show up earlier than expected, and no one's freaking out about it because he doesn't, he wasn't expecting them to find him this early. And so he tells Mark to take uh, his stepmom bug, whatever you want to call it, and his brother to uh, a, a safe place. And, you know, he says uh, the mom will... The mom will tell you where it is. So they go to this cave, uh, and this is when one of the Viltrumites, and I don't remember which the Viltrumite it was, but uh, it's it's the African-American Viltrumite. He, yeah. he shows up, and he doesn't realize that that uh, the Thraxan is the Thraxan mom is there at this point. So he's just confronting Mark. He says, "If if you do well against me, we'll take you back to Viltrum. We'll make you part of our army." And that's when he sees the Thraxan baby. Uh, he's like, "Oh, he 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 bred with this thing, this bug." Uh, and that's when he goes to go about trying to kill him. Uh, and he's basically, and the Viltrumite basically has Mark, his mom, and his brother all dead to rights at this point. That's when Nolan shows yeah. up. And this is, like, I don't know what it takes to kill people in this thing, because this is the second week in a row in which somebody's guts have been torn from their body. I know. <laughs> they were apparently still alive. And you know what was weird? Mentioning that, they showed Alan in the recap, and then yeah, they did. didn't show him in the episode. I thought that was odd. I'm, I'm wondering if that's just to remind you that if you get your guts taken out, that doesn't necessarily mean you're dead. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, that could be. Could be. You're right. That's the only thing that I can think of. But uh, they have this big, huge fight. Uh and Nolan ends up winning. Like I said, we assume that he kills the guy because he literally rips his guts and pins him to a wall. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, he killed that guy. And they Quite go, bloody. Oh, yeah, incredibly bloody. So they go back uh, to the like the, the uh, Thraxan capital, and there is a big battle between two other uh, Viltrums and Viltrumites and uh, Nolan and Mark. One of them is, I'm thinking this woman's name is Gray Griffin, I think, uh, is her well, name. I think one of them is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of them is Clancy Brown is General Craig. That's the one that shows up at the end. That's General okay, Craig that okay. shows up at the end. Because I was, okay. uh, I made sure to make make a note of that. Because uh, Clancy Brown is the one that shows up at the end. Yeah. But, uh, so they have this big, huge battle. And Mark is losing. He is losing. And this is yeah. when... And this is when Nolan basically has come to Jesus meeting with him. He's like, you have to stop holding back. And Mark says, I'm not holding back. He says, yes, you are. They are trying to kill you. And they are going to kill you. And they're not going to stop until they kill you. So you have to want to kill them. And Mark's having this basically this crisis. Like, I don't kill people. That's not what I do. That's not who I am. And he's like, well, if you don't want to kill them, they are going to kill you. And this is when Mark finally comes to the realization that I'm going to have to kill these people. And once he does... He starts to win the fight against uh, the woman that he has been fighting fighting with. Yeah. He, he actually is able to put up a fight. He's got them dead to rights, but it, that moment when he hesitates, that moment when he's like, I still can't do this. I still don't kill people. That's when she stabs him with her hair braid with a knife in it or whatever it yeah. is that yeah. she has. Uh, and she stabs him, and this is when Nolan has to intercede, and then it basically ends up turning the tables against them because the other guy who they fought earlier the african-american one that comes back and yeah. like in his last his like last bit of strength he like he like he even like has his guts like like i know curled up uh. like holding them in his like shirt uh and like 
this, like this is the last thing that he does and like because after the moment he attacks uh nolan like basically looks like he breaks his back uh yeah. he says it's done he looks up to the sky and says it's done and then he just dies there uh at least i'm assuming he's dead at this point uh who, who knows on the show do what if he's dead who knows if he's dead? who knows if he's show? dead I, it felt like that was finally the end of him like it, it, it took it all the last bit of strength that he had uh to fly and like intercede and try to uh yeah. get nolan but when Mark wakes up, this is when General Craig is standing over him and basically gives him an ultimatum. You're going to go back to Earth. You're going to conquer the planet. Uh, and if you don't, we're going to come and conquer the planet ourselves and we're going to conquer you and kill you as well. Uh, so, and like I said, this is, he is voiced by Clancy Brown. It feels like this is a pretty significant character that we're being introduced yeah, to yeah. Uh, for the rest of the season. I don't know where Nolan is. He's not, he's not anywhere to be seen when Mark comes to. Uh, yep. he is, he said he's, uh, Craig basically says he's taking him back. They're taking him back to Viltrum where he'll be executed. Uh, so this is always, this is the question, you know, is he going to go to, is he going to try to fly to Viltrum to save his father? Uh, is he going to try to fly back to earth to, uh, prepare earth? Like I said, so this is where we're getting, this is the cliffhanger yep. we're getting left with. Uh, what do you think? Where do you think it goes from here? Whenever we resume this, uh, show in a couple months. I mean, I, you know, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, w you know, we were getting all those multiverse scenes. It seems like that should play a bigger part. Yeah. So, you know, you would think. You would but think. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, I swear every few months, Clancy Brown shows he up shows in something or something. And I love him, and I'm glad he does, because he always makes things better when he's he's involved. Yeah, because this is like the third thing that we've seen him in in the last like Recently. three months. Yeah, because yeah. he was in yeah, yeah. he's in an episode of Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Uh, he was in Gen an episode v. of Gen V, and now he's in this. So I feel like he's in Succession. He might have been. I, I don't remember, but, yeah, but uh, he, always good to see him. Yeah, so he he shows up. Him, yeah. So, like I said, I, I'll be really interested to see what they do with this in the second half of this because, like I said, I really yeah, truly too. don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know how they're going to. I can't see Mark taking out humans. I just can't. No, I can't either. No, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I don't think he's. You know, I just don't know if he's going to go back to Earth to like try to prepare uh, Earth for yeah. for the attack on Viltrum, or if he's. I going can to, see that. I yeah. can see that. Uh, so, like I said, I don't know if he's going to try to like find the, the people, the what we call the NATO. I can't. Remember or what the name of that organization yeah, is. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. If he's yeah. going to try to find them and try to find Alan. Uh, so, like I said, there's a lot of different ways that this thing could go. So, And I'll be really interested to see what road they take it down. Uh, yeah. But it was really, like I said, the fact that they bring Nolan back into this and they do try mm -hmm. to make him as a somewhat sympathetic character, uh, it's it's... It's really kind of effective because he kind of is. Uh, and you, right. don't, you know, you don't really... It's not that you forgot everything that he did, but just because... And the, look, he's even kind of going through this as well because once the initial fight is over before he gets attacked by the other Viltrum and he has his back broken, or at least that's what it looked like to me, he like grabs Mark by the neck because when he's looking at the at all the uh, Thraxans that are dead, he grabs Mark by the throat and you don't know if he's like kind of reverting back to his old ways, but he's just so angry because he cares about these people so much and he doesn't understand, yeah, yeah. he doesn't understand why he cares and Mark basically tells him, you know, this is how you should have been on Earth. This is what you should have felt right. when you were on Earth. And I don't know, you know, why is it all of a sudden that you feel it for these people now? It's that conflict. You should have felt this for mom is what he said. Yeah, exactly. And, 
so like I said, it's the fact that they're doing, you know, this is when, you know, because I've always been a huge, I've always loved animation. I've loved adult animation ever mm-hmm. since I've gotten to it. And people say, well, it's animation. I'm not really interested in it. You can tell a lot of great stories in animation, just like you can in you can. in sure. uh, live action. So, uh, Like I said, my wife uh, was a believer after watching about 30 minutes. <laughs> So, all right, uh, anything else you want to say about this before we do our weekly awards? No, man, I, I just hate that they broke these up. I, I really too. wanted to see where this is going. Yeah, uh, like I said, they have, I have not seen anything about a when the second the second the second part of season two will be released, but my guess would probably be yeah. early to mid-January, if I had to guess, but yeah. uh, we shall see. So, All right, shall we do our awards then? Let's do it. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, we like to give out three weekly awards. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? And I was so glad to see him back. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's J.K. Simmons. It's he JK was Simmons. so good. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's really good in this part. I mean, obviously J.K. Simmons is not the huge buff dude that <laughs> Omni-Man is but yeah, he's just yeah. I mean you see you, you can see him in, in, in the face he's intimidating though yeah he is so he, the voice just matches that that mm-hmm. body just so incredibly perfectly it's it's just really good and like yeah. I said J.K. Simmons isn't doing anything special with his voice I mean yeah. it's just his voice but no, it matches just, yeah, it yeah matches I tried to so get well. my wife to, to guess who it was and when I said J.K. Simmons she's like of course I should have known that yeah yeah like I said, he's not doing anything special with his voice but it's just a perfect yeah. matching of, of a voice to the character so uh, the Agatha all along the best scene of the week what'd you go with I mean I, I'm gonna go with the fight at the end yeah that, that's it's the it's that one it's there's a lot of yeah. really good there's a lot of really good fight scenes in this one uh, yeah. but that one at the end is, is pretty darn pretty darn good mm-hmm. so the if you come with the king you best not miss what's your best line of the week we haven't discussed this and I'm interested what this actually means Omni-Man tells Mark read my books yeah that was mine too I meant to bring that up I'm glad you mentioned well, what that what does that mean because if you notice when she's packing when Debbie is packing up boxes his books are there the the books that are about him oh that's right that's right yeah the books that are about him are. I don't think he wrote them I don't think uh, but maybe that's where we go for the second part of this is he goes back to earth and he starts reading these books to find out something important okay. about uh, how to uh, handle the Viltrumite so uh, yeah to me that's that is the line because like I said I don't know what that means I don't know where they're going but those were the books that he I'm pretty sure at least I'm pretty certain that's the books that he was talking about so Okay. All right. Uh, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we rate everything we watch on a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a loss. Middle of the road for us is friends. Beneath the friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. Uh, we both have been at succession. I'm assuming it's sticking there for you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. This man, this, this one made me even more fired up. Just upset that we're not getting the rest. Yeah, uh, this is like I said. This is my favorite episode of the season. Uh, yeah. This to me, this really felt more like the first season because I, I was kind of like, yeah, I haven't thought this season was quite living up to season one yet. But this episode is like, okay, I feel like we're getting back to what we got with season one. Yeah, uh, I, I could see. Well, I could see why you think that. Yeah. So I'm really excited for what they do, but we have to wait a couple months to find out. So, all Damn right. You, yeah. you are giving us Jack Reacher. I should say thank you. Yeah, no, we got get, we got Jack Reacher here in about a month from now. Now that I think about it, uh, yeah. actually a little less than less a month. Less than that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, before we sign off for the week, we want to give some our listeners some things that we are looking forward to. So, what are some things you're looking forward to? I got two, uh, and they, I think they both come out the 29th. 
Slow Horses yes. is back. Mm -hmm. I think it's really? the 29th. I thought it was the first. Anyway, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I, I read the 29th, but either way, the 29th or the 1st, Slow Horses is here soon. Yes. The great uh, show with Gary Oldman. If you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend it on Apple. They, they, the first two seasons are fantastic, they are. and they are quick watches. They're only six uh, episodes long. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so a great thing to watch. So I, I would definitely recommend that. The other thing is a show I'm kind of interested to see what it is. It's on Max. I, I know, shocking, Max is coming out with shows. <laughs> but uh, How to Be a Bookie, starring uh, comedian uh, Sebastian Maniscalco okay. and, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, really? Of all people. Yeah, uh, so... It is about a uh, it's about a bookie uh, in L.A. that looks like he's like a mobster and he's like he's the bookie for movie stars. I think Charlie Sheen is playing himself. Okay, so it looks kind of funny. I'm interested to see uh, how that goes. So that comes off the 29th as well. How to be a bookie on Max, and I keep calling it HBO Max. I guess you just need to call it. Max, I know it's so. just Max now. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple things. Uh, one, you mentioned it. I was going to do Slow Horses as well. Uh, it's definitely, definitely looking forward to it. Can't wait for it. It should be really good. It was. It's one of the. It's one of the best shows out there. Uh, just to be perfectly honest with it you. It really is. Yeah. You can't beat Gary Oldman in this part. If you didn't listen to our uh, discussion of Monarch, we kind of talked about this as well. Apple just does has a. They don't have a huge library of stuff, but what they have, they have a library of yeah. really high quality stuff. There's and it is the 29th, and we forgot to mention Slow Horses when we talked about the the high quality yeah, of the shows. So uh, they've got, like I said, they've got a lot of really good stuff. Like I said, they don't have a ton of stuff on their on their uh, catalog, but they what they have is really really good. I mean, and look, Apple's got the money to spend, so I would yeah. I would imagine that's what. Uh, hey, thank you, Tim Cook. Yes, thank you for for investing in this, because uh, I would imagine they lose money on most of their stuff that they put out. Probably. The, 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 the stars they're putting out yes I would agree so uh, other thing I'm looking forward to uh, I, I just bought it I haven't had a chance to watch it yet uh, the creator is on video on demand now oh yeah I need to watch that yeah it's the Gareth Edwards is the person yep. who did it uh, I can't I can't wait to see it I bought it and I got ready to play it and for some reason I couldn't get it to play for whatever reason I don't know why so I was like well I'll just come back to it later but uh, I look I was really looking forward to it it didn't get the greatest of reviews but it still looks like it's something I would really enjoy so I'm, I can't yeah, wait to watch I, I, it I think it's going to be good and we need to mention what we're covering next week that's right so next week uh, we this wraps up our coverage of Invincible until at least the second part of uh, next the next of the season comes out uh, but we will still be covering Monarch we'll still be uh, knocking it out for, uh, week to week until it, it until it uh, comes to a conclusion or, or at least until it gets to Christmas and we might have to take a break because it might be hard to record at that point but uh, we'll also be picking up Fargo uh, the fifth season of Fargo comes out. I have not seen a single thing on it. I just know who's in it. Uh, so oh, it, it looks good. Yeah, the I, trailers look good. I haven't looked at the trailers. Uh, so I've kind of purposely avoided them because I, I would like to go in kind of blind on this thing. Uh, I've seen the first two seasons. Ryan has seen all four seasons. It is a anthology show. So if you're like, well, I haven't seen any of the previous seasons. They're not connected. Uh, they're they're yeah. similar in storylines. Well, one and two are somewhat connected. Yeah, the one and two are somewhat connected. Uh, but after that, you know, it's kind of brand new storylines every single season. So, and there's probably going to be like some little Easter eggs that tie things back together to previous seasons yeah, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I think there always is. But other than that, so if you haven't seen the previous four seasons, that's fine. Just check it out. Uh, it airs Tuesday night, I think, at nine o'clock central time yep, uh, on, on Hulu. Uh, so uh, if you have Hulu, go check it out. We'll be discussing it next week. So anything else you want to add before we sign off for the week? 
yeah, appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will look at those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>